Hey guys, welcome back to the unofficial Premier League podcast, your one-stop shop for all the Premier League content you need. If you enjoy what you're listening, please consider subscribing wherever you're listening. Join us on Twitter and Reddit to get involved in more Premier League discussions. So this is the part 2 of this preview of the upcoming Premier League season. Last episode we've covered from Arsenal to Leicester. So let's kick right off. with Liverpool. When we talk about Liverpool, their manager is Jurgen Klopp and he has absolutely transformed this club from a uh, perennial underachievers to a formidable European force. Uh they have won the Champions League in the season before, they have won the Premier League last season, but with lack of investment, it is going to be extremely difficult for this team to replicate their past successes. So Jurgen Klopp plays a very intense style of football where there's a lot of pressing uh the forwards are constantly putting pressure on the defense and every phase of their play is with uh putting a lot of pressure on the opposition trying to win the ball back and hit the team on the counter uh they have uh they are pretty good with position as well they pass the ball around well and uh, they are a really really good team but the thing is for a couple of windows they haven't put money into the squad that i think they should have invested so they've already signed uh, a greek left back whose name i'm going to definitely butcher and that's tsmakas tsmakas i'm sorry uh his name is really hard to get so they have signed him from uh greek side olympiakos uh he is thought of very highly uh but let's see how he will be able to transition of course you could say that they don't really need a left back he's more of an understudy for robertson who i think is one of the best left backs in the world right now uh but with that being said um they had the opportunity to sign werner uh, who was uh really interested in joining them but they couldn't make that deal happen and then he went on to move to Chelsea and i think that was a really bad move from Liverpool's part because if they signed Werner it would have been a viable plan b type of uh, signing because uh, with Firmino in the side he plays a very specific role in that side but if you bring on Werner it's a completely different kind of a striker and they can change the game plan and in games where uh, Firmino is playing or Werner is playing the game is not going to the plan uh, it the team is struggling then you can switch your striker and change your game plan um Firmino is more of a uh, he brings others into play he he passes the ball well he's not an out and goal out goal scorer like Werner so that was a very perplexing um, situation where they passed on Werner that was really disappointing to see and of course they have let go of uh, Dejan Lovren and they're still rumored to sign Thiago uh let's see if that happens uh, they have they be, um they believe they can get him but uh, he has a 30 million euro price tag uh he's going to be a free agent uh in a year they can sign him in 6 months so liverpool's board apparently is considering is it worth paying 30 million euros when he can get him for free next year and i think that's a really poor attitude because i think thiago is one of the best deep lying playmakers in, uh, in the world and he would uh, greatly 
improve the side by providing the depth in that position fabinho is fantastic player don't don't uh, take it that other way but if you bring in thiago i think he can add a lot of depth to that side and um, let's see i mean that's the frustrating part uh, about being a liverpool fan right now i would say that um, the lack of spending is a real concern and um, i think uh, one more thing i want to talk about is their over reliance on sala and mane uh, of course they have uh, been able to keep both the players injury free the last couple of years but uh, an injury to one of the two could be really really bad for that squad um and uh, yeah uh, overall the side is a fantastic side there's really nothing else you can say it's a it's a really well drilled wonderful side it's one of the best in the world but the depth in the squad is a little bit lacking in my opinion and injuries could seriously derail their season let's hope that doesn't happen so that we can actually see a title challenge again um but with overall that with everything being said um with manchester city uh, strengthening their squad and after losing um, their premier league crown city are going to be hungry to take it back so i see liverpool coming in second i know don't come don't come at me with your pitchforks um if you have anything to add definitely feel free to tweet out to us uh, let's get this conversation going and with that being said let's move on to the next side um conveniently it's manchester city um of course i was just talking about manchester city uh, a moment ago um the manager pep guardiola plays a position based uh, football where they keep pressing really high up the pitch try to win the ball and try to score they are really really comfortable passing the ball around and they can create the movements and patterns that are really really beautiful to watch on a football pitch but with that being said um pep has been gay in the game for a long time now and i think that the sticky taka football has uh, slowly started to die out if you see the last year's um, champions league you could see that bayern with their new aggressive physical form of football um, have done fantastically well and uh, i think that's the thing i think that's the problem with manchester city they have the players they have the squad but the thing is i think pep's style of football is not the best in the world at the moment and that makes it difficult for them to go and win the champions league but with that being said they have a really really big squad a squad with full of talent so that's more than enough in my opinion to go on win the premier league and to top that off last season there one of the bigger problems they had was laporte they were missing laporte for uh, large portions of the season so they went on and got ake who's a left footed center back he is a good uh, squad player so they have bought him for 40 million pounds and uh Manchester City even have spent around 300 million plus pounds on their defenders in Pep Guardiola's era and that is really really surprising i mean the, the those are the amounts of money that uh, clubs can only dream of um of course uh, when Manchester City have the resources why not spend them uh, really can't hold that against them and of course uh, in addition to that they have got uh, Ferran Torres who is started to be a really really solid player 
he's a, a right winger and from what i've read he uh, he seems to be uh, one for the future and of course they are also rumored to be uh, in the running for kulibali if they get him uh, it, i think the title race might be too skewed in their favor in my opinion it's going to be really interesting to see but the th- that's the thing that's the difference between manchester city and liverpool and i'm not saying uh Jurgen Klopp is uh worst of the two it's just that i feel fsg uh, that the company that owns liverpool should be backing their manager a bit more and give him a chance um it's lack of spending rather than Jurgen Klopp's management or the squad uh, the being the problem i think that's the issue that's the difference between the two clubs um and of course uh, they were in the running for messi as well city were in the running for messi of course that won't happen at least for a year now that has been cleared up and uh, yeah it's it's it must be frustrating to be a liverpool fan that's all i can say and um, and let's get back to talking about manchester city uh, they have uh, let go of sane um, of course not for free he has joined bayern munich uh, for uh, around 40 to 50 million euros and then david silva has moved on at the end of his contract but they already have a, a ready made replacement in forden let's see how much pep guardiola will use him he has talked big uh, things about forden but um, forden and greenwood have recently been caught in a scandal uh in Iceland with the uh, England national squad so let's see how that will affect the player and that's going to be if he copes well with that maybe he could play big minutes this season though so it's going to be interesting um of course talking about the other players in the side i think de bruyne is one of the best midfielders in the world uh, you can't really ask for better sterling is a fantastic player of course he has missed a few open goals and it's it, it must be affecting his confidence negatively but i'm sure he's going to bounce back he's a wonderful talent he the ability he has is really really up there with one of the best in the world and then to add to that aguero who missed a large chunks of the last season with um, a few injuries i think he is going to be fresh and ready to hit the ground running in the premier league so i think manchester city will take back the premier league crown and that says more about uh, the management that's uh, handling these clubs than the individual managers so moving on let's talk about manchester united um soscar has come in as an interim manager uh, the season before and has done a really good job steadying the ship and i think he knows what he wants to do with this club um he is a club legend he has revived the club uh, there is a sense of optimism uh, after the finishing third in in the premier league last season um the thing that uh, sets him apart for me is his excellent man management skills he knows how to uh, motivate his players push them to become better um and you can see uh, in players like martial greenwood fred they've all uh, done fantastically but on the on the negative side i i i think he is tactically lacking i don't think he's tactically that aware he cannot change his game plan on the on the move uh, if 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 he's been caught off guard by another manager it i i really don't think he's going to Uh, be able to make the changes that will help 
switch up his teams and i don't think his substitutions are also that great so i think these are some of the things i think he, he needs to work on of course he's inexperienced and he's learning on the job so let's um let's see how where it goes let let's see how well he'll be able to do this season with one season under his belt um so for signings they've got in van der beek who is really highly rated uh, in netherlands uh, he's done a fantastic job with ajax um i think the season before in the champions league run he was instrumental he scored goals against ua um and uh, he he looks like a really really good addition he's young he fits the profile he can play both in um, both as an attacking midfielder and a center mid so he adds much needed depth to the to the manchester united midfield and um, of course uh, beyond that uh, they have they are rumored to be in the running to sign uh, region um regulion uh, the left back who was on loan last season at sevilla he was really really good in that sevilla side um in the europa league at least that's the matches i watched he was phenomenal his overlapping is really really good so let's see if that happens and then of course the biggest transfer story of this uh, transfer season sancho uh, apparently dortmund need 120 million euros um, i mean the stingy board of manchester united will they cough up that kind of a money yeah remains to be seen let's see um, i don't know i think it looks like a 50-50 at the moment um it's it's really hard to say what's happening with that it's it's all gone quiet um so let's let's wait and see and uh, of course they were also rumored to be interested in signing a, a left footed center back uh, a couple of weeks back they were uh, rumored to have submitted a bid for benwa barashil uh, uh, who's a 18 year old center back playing at monaco he's highly thought after but that, even that has gone quiet so there's a real possibility that they will only end up with one player and in that case it's going to be really really tough for soscar to repeat his uh, heroics from the last season finishing third even finishing fourth might be an extremely difficult thing but on the flip side if they manage to sign all of them i can see them comfortably finishing fourth uh, so uh, i'm going to hedge my bets and i'm going to tell you my prediction in a moment but of course there are outgoings as well uh smalling is rumored to be very close to joining roma they don't they want to let go of marcos rojo andreas pereira romero phil jones uh so but these players are on huge wages so let's see if they will actually be able to let go of these players uh, a lot of clubs have apparently came back saying that we cannot afford the wages that these players are being paid so let's wait and see what happens with that so all in all i would say that they have a solid first 11 but the lack of depth in positions like left back center back and right wing could be their undoing it could be uh, it could it, there's a potential it could derail their champions league qualification hopes uh, they're in the champions league as well uh, if they don't really add some more starters to their side i could really see them going out relatively quickly and all that effort uh, will go to waste so i think at this moment i think they will finish fourth but it looks pretty tight it looks difficult cool uh, so let's talk about newcastle next uh, steve bruce deserves a lot of respect for the job he's done last season uh, it's just a phenomenal job i mean nobody gave him a chance everybody thought newcastle will be going down um, he's made the team resilient 
they are a tough team to beat and they are they have done a fantastic job last season and um, i mean even at the tail end of the season when there were rumors that a saudi group was going to sign uh, i'm sorry buy newcastle there were rumors that rumors that they will let him go and then get him poch which was incredibly disrespectful for the fantastic job he's done at newcastle they play uh, a solid system the players seem to be committed they seem to like playing for steve bruce which might perplex which might be perplexing for quite a few people who are listening to this but i i really rate steve bruce he deserves uh, a new contract he deserves the respect and fortunately um they have uh, it seems the management is backing the manager um uh, quite surprising when you think about it when it when we talk about newcastle um so for signings they have got in ryan fraser for free from bournemouth um and they've also gotten callum wilson from bournemouth so maybe if they can replicate their partnership from uh, bournemouth and do good things in their attack maybe they're going to be able to take this side up another notch they've gotten uh, jeff hendrick from uh, burnley he's going to add depth in the center mid position and they've also signed uh, Jamal Lewis um uh, and this player was attracting interest from Liverpool so it that's how highly he's thought of so he uh, he's a player i really really like and i think he's going to do really well at Newcastle and uh, so those are the four signings and that's that's really good and in my opinion like uh, they've uh, maybe if they can get uh one or two more players or um it's it's going to be it it's going to be interesting i think this newcastle side has more than enough to stay up they have a good squad and wilson addresses the strikers issue they had last season i mean the number of goals they scored was relatively poor so maybe he can help fix that and saint uh, alan maximan uh, is a bit of an inconsistent player but he seems to have a lot of ability on the ball so he is someone i really really like in this uh, side and almeron is a really hard working um, attacking midfielder so all in all like all of this all of these elements coming together can make sure that newcastle don't just survive the next i mean like the upcoming campaign but do really well so i see them coming in 15th what do you think if you think they're going to finish higher feel free to tweet at us and let us know so the next club we're going to talk about is sheffield united uh their manager chris wilder is a no nonsense english manager with a twist in my opinion uh, his ethos are like very english but the playing style is anything but and that's something i really really enjoy uh when i watch this sheffield united side they're good on the ball they're comfortable they they play good passing football and um they they're really nice side to watch but one thing is i think they've overachieved last season because you know a lot of teams didn't know what to what was coming their way in my opinion and now that uh, teams have had the experience of playing them twice watched them over 30 games in the premier league it's going to be definitely more difficult to replicate the feat of the last season um so um they are a tough team to beat uh and um moving on and talking about their signings uh they have got in ramsdale uh so who he's a 22 year old goalkeeper from bournemouth apparently 3 years back uh, the player moved the other way so that's going to be interesting that's a little bit of a trivia for you guys 
and um, will he be able to replicate the form of uh, Dean Henderson from the last season is really the big question for um, Sheffield United if he was if he'll be able to do that i can see them finishing as high as top half again or i mean it it all comes down to the goalkeeper for me uh, the side itself is a fantastic side they have some really uh, battle hardened sort of players um, they play good football so if ramsdale can back it up with good goalkeeping i can see them finishing 12th um so the next side we're going to talk about is southampton um hasan hutel uh, is their manager and what a fantastic job he's done what a phenomenal job he's done uh, recovering from that 9-0 thumping at leicester um the, the the interesting thing is even the after that defeat they had a still two three bad results and the management was like yeah we're going to stick by him and that is really heartening to see in this world of uh, cutthroat competition and results centric world the manager had belief in their manager and um, didn't just sack him after one poor result because it's it's really easy to scapegoat a manager and say yeah well he's the problem let's get rid of him and let's get another guy in and um, things will be all fine um and it, this feels a bit opposite to the watford uh, management style uh, where they've sacked like 13 managers in 9 years or something um so uh, the patience being rewarded is a great thing to see um they're a really 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 good side i i like the southampton side it feels like there's a bit of character to it um they have signed uh, kyle walker peters uh after a season of loan and they've got in salisu Uh, who looks uh, like a good player as well so let's see what he will be able to achieve in the premier league and of course one big loss would be hoiberg uh, in the center of the park he's a really good uh, uh, passing center midfielder good ball retention and uh, he's going to be missed um and um, yeah that's a little bit unfortunate for the for the side but i think they'll soldier on well they have Ings and Adams, Shea um, Adams will be, I think, their preferred strike partner. And if they can produce some goals between them, uh, they they can push this side far. And um, the goalkeeper McCarthy is a really really solid goalkeeper. Uh, a lot of sides would be happy to have him. And uh, I see them progressing a little bit more. And uh, last season they were flirting with relegation for a while. I don't think this time that will be the case. I think I can see them coming comfortably thirteenth um, this season. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about Spurs next. Spurs uh, manager is Jose Mourinho. Uh, the, the biggest problem for the uh, jose is i feel like he's a yesteryear manager he's his tactics are no longer uh what you would consider a, a top side to be playing with uh his defensive football is not really exciting to watch and of course he's done a good job since he's replaced uh, pochettino but let's see how long that revival lasts and for signings they've signed hoiberg as i was talking about i rate him really well uh i think he's a good player to bring in he's going to add some depth to the already good uh, midfield uh, of uh, spurs 
Of course, uh, Dembele is rumored to be wanting to leave. And this is the biggest problem with uh, Jose Mourinho. He just picks fight w- fights with these really, really talented footballers. And this has been a pattern throughout his career. And it's really frustrating. And um, yeah, let's see how that uh, situation resolves itself. And then they've uh, puzzlingly have gone on to get Doherty, who's really highly regarded. He's a fantastic um, right wing back. Uh, he was a right wing back for uh, Wolves for a while. He's a really good player. So that's a real cope for um, uh, Tottenham. And uh, of course, on the out, they have let go of their second uh, Kyle Walker. That is Kyle Walker-Peters to Southampton. And uh, there are faint rumors that uh, Serge Aurier will be the next out of the door. They've also let go of uh, Jan Vertonghen, who's done a fantastic job for their club. He's a, a really good. He was a really good servant for the club. I'm sure he's um, he's going to do well with the rest of his career. He's off to Benfica. Uh, talking all overall about the squad, and um, I think Kane is going to be really important. Last season, he wasn't at his best. So they will hope that he will be back to his best. But the biggest problem for them, I feel, is uh, Europa League. I think it's going to take a toll on them. I think uh, at the start of the season, they're playing some eight matches in 18 days. And that really takes a toll on the squad. So let's see how Spurs will be able to navigate this uh, um, pileup of fixtures. And... um, um, let's see if they will be able to come out of the other side with some really good results. And uh, one more problem with uh, Jose Mourinho is he doesn't rotate a lot. He likes to stick to that uh, 11. And that becomes really difficult when you're having a, such a tight campaign uh, awaiting you. So I think all of these factors combined, I think um, uh, Spurs are going to come in 8th. And uh, yeah, a lot of people might be uh, hearing that and thinking, oh, that's really low. But the thing is, people don't realize how taxing the whole Europa League campaign can be. And uh, I think Spurs should be really wary of that. And they should try and rotate their players, uh, giving their youth a chance, uh, at least in the qualifiers. Let's see how they handle the situation. Um, really, really going to be a, a long and long season for them. It's, it's, let's, let's see how that pans out. So the next team is West Brom. West Brom's manager is Slavin Bilic. Last season, they finished second in the championship uh, to come to the Premier League. Um, I mean, even on the final day, they weren't guaranteed and their results went their way and they, yeah, well, they're here in the Premier League. Um they are not really an exciting sight to watch. It's, it's, that's the big problem with them. Um, it's like th- the team doesn't excite you. They play a very rigid formation. I mean, Slavon Bilic has been at West Ham as well, and he was sacked after performing poorly. Uh, and uh, I and I think uh, they will go straight back down. I think Slavon Bilic will be sacked by Christmas at best, and then someone else will come in, but I don't think they'll be able to save the season. I know it's... I'm not looking into my crystal ball and predicting this, but um, I I don't think this la- this side can survive the Premier League season, uh, of course. But let's give credit where it's due. They've signed a player from West Ham called Diangana, and he is really really well thought of. And West Ham fans were really infuriated when they sold this player to. West Brom, and they've also gotten Matthias uh, Pereira from Sporting Lisbon, 
Um, overall, I just don't think this side is good enough. And I think they'll go straight back down in 20th place. That might sound really, really unfair and brutal. But, well, that's the reality. Yeah, they're going to go down. The next team we're going to talk about is West Ham and their manager, David Moyes. Uh, West Ham for a bit looked like they were going to be in a relegation battle, but then towards the end of the campaign, it feels like they found their rhythm. I mean, so, uh, Suchek, um, who was bought in on loan and then they have made it permanent in the summer, looks to be a really interesting player because I think it's uh, it feels like Moyes has found his Fellaini 2.0. Uh, stick him up, uh, make him the second striker and then make him attack uh, the, the balls in the box and um, make uh, make goals happen. So uh, Suchek has this track record wherever he has gone. He has uh, delivered goals. So that will be an interesting... Um, That'll be an interesting thing to look forward to this season. And then Michel Antonio as well. He's done fantastic. I mean, what a performance is towards the, what performances, what, what what fantastic performance towards the end of the season. He's scored 10 goals, but um, I think he's scored most of them uh, towards the end of the campaign. And it feels like he's found his rhythm. The entire West Ham team was playing really, really well. But the one downside is um, their management seems like they're not supporting their manager they've let go of uh, a really good youth prospect in Diangana and they haven't bought in any players besides Suchek but that was a signing they've made in January so um, I mean this side with a few more additions could actually really start pushing up and start punching about their weight but it feels like they seem to be happy to just stay in the Premier League and cash in the checks. So that's real unfortunate, but that's the modern day world we live in. So I think they will survive relegation, but just survive. I think they'll come in 16th and it's going to be a really long season for the West Ham fans. And finally, here we are. This is the last team of the preview. If you've enjoyed listening to the content so far, please consider subscribing. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I mean, you guys listening to it means a lot. Thank you so much for uh, sticking for so long listening to me ramble about these teams. So let's get the final team out of the way. And that is Wolves. Uh, I mean, a fantastic side. In my opinion, Nuno Espirito Santos has done a fantastic job with them. He is a really, really good manager. He's tactically clear what he wants from his team. He knows uh, how to get the best of his team. And uh, this Wolves side has been together for a while. They don't make mass changes. They are really uh, conservative with their players. And they, they've, they've formed a good chemistry, team chemistry, in my opinion. They're a solid team and there's no two ways about that. So moving on, um, let's talk about their signings. Really, really interesting. I mean, this just, just, just happened a couple of days back. They have signed an 18-year-old striker named Fabio Silva for 40 million euros. And he has only played 12 times for Porto and scored one goal. So clearly these guys know something that we guys don't. It's really puzzling. But with that being said, um, it's been rumored that he's rated very highly uh, back at Porto. So maybe, maybe he's going to light up the Premier League. And uh, the thing is, he's just 18. So 
I don't think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. They already have good players in that position. So maybe give him 20, 30 minutes here and there and slowly get him accustomed to the Premier League. And maybe in a couple of years, he's going to come good. And another player they have gotten is Marcel. And uh, he is coming in and I think he's a left wing back. So they were having uh, issues there. I think uh, they have a player who's injured there. I'm sorry, mine, mine's, mine's blanking out. Blanking out. I'm not sure which uh, player that is. So there were rumors that um, Vinagre will be starting in the left wing back. But with Marcel coming in, I think he will be slotting into that position. Um, and on the outgoings, uh, it's going to be Helder Costa, who's left for Leeds, and Doherty, the surprise uh, a sale for me uh, who's gone to Spurs. So with that being said, uh, it's it's a really good squad as we've all, as already said and um, the bigger uh, thing for them will be they're, they're not in the Europa League next season. So um, that's a huge distraction taken away from them. So they will be playing most of the weeks uh, one game a week and they can make sure that their squad uh, gets enough rest and uh, they can perform at their best every single Premier League game. So that's really good for the team. And that, I think, will help them push that much further. They're a good, so they're a good squad with uh, interesting additions. And I think they will come in in fifth. Well, that's it, guys. That's all the team's done. And you've I've given you all the information that I have. And I hope you've gotten a few things that um, you didn't know before. And uh, with that being said, if you've enjoyed listening to these uh, podcasts, just consider subscribing um, wherever you're listening. And that would mean a lot to me. And if you can, uh, follow us on Twitter and Reddit, and then we can have some discussions. And I will be uh, checking in uh, once in a while to see what you guys are saying. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the podcast it means the world to me um and until next time take care guys bye bye